Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are NFL Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson. Just about the relationships and making memories, you know. It's not about stuff. Right. It's not about a gold jacket or a ring that's the size of an SUV or, <laughs> or a bronze bust. And Seahawks Super Bowl champ Ricardo Lockett. I love, I love sports talk, man. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually one of the ones that I remember the most vividly. Yeah. You know, the things that really matter is, is, is your foundation, your faith, your family. That's the reason that we're here. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Uh, Morton Anderson is with us. I'm not even going to waste any time. This guy's a <laughs> Hall of Famer. got his gold coat on. He should. One of the great kickers of all time, but one of the great people of all time. Uh, you know, Mort, uh, we saw each other the other day. We had a chance to play together in the Senior Bowl years ago in Mobile. Felt like yesterday, doesn't it? Oh, uh, it just flew by, didn't it? It did. It did. I'll it's never crazy. Forget, yeah, I'll never forget meeting you because I was so impressed that you could speak five languages. And yeah. I couldn't speak English very well, so there you go. I spoke German yesterday to a German <laughs> station. I spoke <laughs> Danish today to a Danish station. And I'm speaking English with you, wow. kind of. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what uh, is really exciting is obviously you had an incredible career. Thank I knew you. you would because you, you too, man. coming you too. out of college, you were absolutely incredible. And uh, you've got a great family now. And uh, yeah. you know, we were talking about this with Matt Stover, and he was talking about how you kind of go through periods of your life where you're looking to uh, you know, make a name for yourself and looking to be obviously successful in business or whatever you do. But then you hit a certain age where you have a wife and kids and grandkids like mm-hmm. I do, and it becomes about significance and about uh, being a part of someone else's life and pouring into them because we're used to being selfish as football players. Yeah. I think my wife taught me to, to live a purposeful life, you know? Uh, so when you wake up every day, you have, you have a plan to, to make it count, not only for yourself, but for others, and live your life with passion and purpose. My grandmother taught me that, too. She was a midwife in wow. World War II. She was a midwife for 45 years. So she saw this miracle of birth every single day. And, um, you know, I, I was reminded through her and through her life and my wife as well to just wake up every morning, be thankful, and to live a life with purpose. Did you have any idea when you came out of Michigan State that, that this is where you'd end up with a gold jacket on? I was just trying to put a left foot in front of right foot. That's right. You know, and I was just uh, was out of my hands anyway. So, you know, just live a, live a, live a life um, understanding God's going to take care of it. And, um, you know, for me, it's just about the relationships and making memories. You know, it's not about stuff. Right. It's not about a gold jacket or a ring that's the size of an SUV or, <laughs> or a bronze bust. You know, it's about the experiences yeah. that you that you collect over the years with the people and the locker room. If I was to ask you what you miss most about football, I would venture to say you're probably going to say the locker room exactly. and, and the and the guys. Right. And that's 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 it. 
you know, that's it. That's what's great about the game of football is uh, the relationships you make. Yes. High school, college, professional. Oh, you yeah. never forget them. They're always there. In fact, I just had my 40th high school reunion two years uh, that's ago. incredible, man. And you'd have thought that we would only been apart for a couple of days. Yeah, and the uh, concept of team and being part of something exactly. bigger than yourself and working like fingers in a glove. That's a powerful, powerful thing, man. Morton Anderson's with us, uh, Hall of Fame kicker. Of course, Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints. You know, I was going to say, when you played that long, you, there's probably a lot of kicks that are big kicks for you, but... Uh, what do you think? That, what do you think? One of the one of the most meaningful kicks that you that you that in your mind you say, you know what? That was just a huge moment. It's something that I really remember and cherish. Well, there are every kick has the same value. That's important to know. So you never know if it's the first, sure. if it's in the first quarter or fourth quarter. You never know. You're gonna need you need as many as possible. Having said that, it was probably an extra point that made me the leading scorer in the game. And I, they stopped the game. I took my jersey off. I handed it to my eight-year-old boy. He had no front teeth. He was big smile. My wife's standing there. That was probably my biggest kick. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because because point. of the, well, it was because of the significance sure. of of the moment and being able to share it with with your son and your wife in that in real time. Was, I mean, that was pretty cool. How surreal was it for you to the first time that you went back to the Hall of Fame after you were inducted? We had a blast. Uh, Jen and I went up there, and we didn't have 17 events in four days. Right. We had, it was we amazing, had, yeah. We, were actually, we could be flies on the wall and watch these other guys run around with their heads cut off, you know. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was, it, was a, it was an awesome time. We did about four events. We had lots of downtime. We just kind of soaked it all in and, and gave us a chance to start visiting with some of my, our, brother, our yes. Hall of Fame brothers get to know them a little bit where when I got in, inducted I, I didn't have time right I barely had time to you know go to the bathroom right. I barely had time to sleep so this was a whole different vibe going back there we're gonna go back every year it's gonna be great Morton Anderson's with us Hall of Famer more you know one of the things in 1982 uh, when you came out of college uh, who were who were a few of the, the guys you looked up to in the NFL that were kickers at that time that were guys that you said, you know what, I'd like to be like that guy? Stenerud was my guy. Kansas City. So graceful. Yeah. Uh, such a nice stroke on the ball. I mean, he was uh, he was an amazing guy, and he made some big kicks, too, in bad weather. Yes. Played for the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. He, he was one of the first – he was a pioneer, you know. He was one of the first soccer-style kickers. Changed the position. And I, you know, I've tried to emulate him and say, you know, if Jan Stenerud can change the position, maybe I can modernize it. Yeah. Maybe I can take it to the next level. So the next guy after me can, can, can stand on our shoulders and take it to the next yeah. level. That's the beauty of sport. There's always going to be records, and they're going to be broken. And, and, and that's the beauty of it. But as long as you're part of that process in a powerful way and with purpose, and you're setting the bar when you have a chance to set the bar, how do you feel? How do you feel about uh, the game today with kickers? I mean, the, the God, they're so good, Roman. They're so good. That's what I was gonna say. The credible accuracy and then the, the extra point going back. I like that play. I like that rule change because if if you miss one early, it forces strategy into it, and I might have to go chase it with a two point conversion. Yes, yes. And I love the two point conversion. I think it's an exciting play. The extra point, like you said, is much more difficult now, obviously, than than before. Yes. How many extra points did you miss in your career? Ten. 
I knew you knew that. I was going to ask him that. Ten. I knew he'd know he told me how many he missed. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, he made a hundred yeah, million, but he remembers the ten that he missed. I know it. I know it. But, yeah, it, you know, more, one of the things that's, that's awesome about the NFL is the relationships that carry on forever. And, of course, you're in this – this incredible fraternity of the Hall of Fame, and uh, it's humbling, man. Yeah, very, you know, it's I was going to say that. I was going to say, you know, some of the guys that have 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 started this league, and oh. some of the guys that established this league. Uh, and I remember when we when we came into the league, uh, it was the golden age. I mean, the yeah. '70s, early '80s. Uh, we came in at a great time. We did. We went uh, through two strikes. Yeah. '82 and '87. Yeah. That was not fun. But I mean, I just came from a Hall of Fame luncheon. There were 70 guys there wow. in gold jackets. And I'm, I'm listening to Jim Brown, and I see Freddie Belitnikoff, and wow. I'm looking at Dave Casper, and I'm looking at uh, Chris Carter and John Randall. And you can go on and on. I go, oh, my goodness, this is unbelievable. Well, my first These year, legends. my rookie year with the Raiders, you're talking about Hall of Famers, it was, uh, you know, Ted, uh, uh, Gene Upshaw. Yeah. Uh, you had you had the, well the Raiders had a bunch they, they had they had like the, Ted Hendricks Ted Hendricks yeah, was there yeah. Lester Hayes Kenny Stabler Kenny Stabler uh, uh, you know you just uh, they're everywhere Belinikov Belinikov uh, they had they just had so many guys <laughs> yeah, that were yeah. they were you know were in that later part of the career and won so many championships I mean yeah. you talk about guys playing a long time they played a long time when it was something to play a long time when you were a 38 year old starting in the NFL yeah. Uh, they're, they're, and, and that's the thing I love. I played for three decades, so I played for all three commissioners. Wow. Kenny Stabler was my locker mate in 82. Archie Manning was traded to Houston. His two sons did pretty good in the NFL, didn't they? Yeah. He? I think you, they did all right. I saw both of those. They were catching my kicks. They were little <laughs> boys. Eli and Peyton were just little boys wow. catching my kicks when they took, came to work with Dad. Wow. I mean, it, and it's, now he's it's in the Hall of Fame yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Only in the NFL. We're talking about 361 guys. Is that right? 318 guys in the hall. 180 living. Wow. Yeah. Golly. It's a good one. Well, uh, you know, more. It's so great seeing. It's been such good a good to long see you, time. Roman. Man, thanks for having me on. Oh, buddy. you, I appreciate you bet. It. And, and tell me before you go, what are what are some of the goals? Some of the things that you're doing now that you want to accomplish? Some things that you're working on. Well, my family foundation, we're raising money for uh, quality of life programs for kids, uh, specifically Boys and Girls Club. Oh, great. That's a really important uh, club that catches these kids from school till their parents get home. A lot of those come from broken homes to single-parent families. And so we, we want to we tee it up. The greatest gift we can give the young generation is hope. Yeah. Hope. You're exactly right. Hope that they can also live their American dream. Give them an education so that it empowers them to do good work for themselves and for others. So I spent a lot of time in the nonprofit. I spent a lot of time with our military, our special ops soldiers and their families. And uh, I have a company as well that has a golf event uh, side to it. And uh, I do a lot of public speaking. So and I'm here on Radio Road today with Certified Angus Beef. Those oh, are my that, guys. Oh, yeah, okay. <coughs> so, guys. Yeah, so, so, so big, big game, out, big right? steaks, man. Yeah, Certified right, Angus so Beef. So what do they need to do to get a little of that? If you go on CertifiedAngusBeef.com, you can find my recipe and Evander Holyfield's recipe. We're here representing them on Radio Row the last two days. what's your recipe? Mine is a tenderloin. Medium rare with bernays sauce, sauce oh, bernays. Wow. Oh, I love. Do you like uh, good, good steak? Do I a good steak? Are yeah, you who doesn't, me? right? Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot, man, from Chef Tony. Ch Chef Tony works yeah. with uh, Certified Angus Beef. 
I thought you just would take the certified Angus beef, throw it on the grill, and then Another one. sear it. You sear it into the oven, internal temperature, bring it up to 130, take the meat out, tent it with aluminum foil, let it rest, and then you cut into it and you got a perfect steak. See, I you didn't that, know Wayne? that. I didn't know that. Right here. He, he, Wayne knows. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, man. So, yeah, we're, we're proud of it. All the recipes are on CertifiedAngusBeef.com. Okay, so, um, you, and, you, you and the real deal. The real deal, man. He's, he's doing a strip. Uh, his recipe is like a New York strip, and yeah. mine's a tenderloin. Yeah, well, let's so we've had he, a blast. He, some guys had to put the steak on their eye after he was done, right? Oh, my goodness. He was the best. Boy, he could deliver. He, he could was deliver. the real, the real deal. deal, right? Oh, yeah, he's great. Morton Anderson, sold out sports talk. And uh, appreciate it more. Oh, Great man. seeing you. Great seeing you, Roman. Oh, appreciate awesome. you, man. Love you, brother. Yeah. Anderson, right here at Soul House Sports Talk. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Seahawks Super Bowl champ, Ricardo Lockett. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook. Now, once again, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Got a good buddy coming in. I, I met this young man last year and a great, great wide receiver for the CL Seahawks, a Super Bowl champion, and a guy who just retired mm. from the NFL at a young age. Looks like he could still be playing uh, Sunday night. Right. Ricardo Lockett with me on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family, Roman Gabriel excited to have my man back in the booth here oh yeah oh yeah how thanks are you for, doing oh i can't complain first of all thanks for having me no man. no I, man. I love i love sports talk man yeah man. uh it's, it's it's actually one of the ones that i remember the most vividly yeah i remember it sitting almost in the exact same spot but we you had know, a good so time it was, yeah it was a little busy but you know uh it's it's different than any other interview that's out here they want to talk about you know typically stuff that really doesn't matter you know, the things that really matter is, is, is your foundation, your faith, your family. That's the reason that we're here. That's the reason that, that, that gave us the, that's what gave us the, uh, the, I guess you would say the juice that gave us the, uh, the drive right. to do what we did, do what we do. You know, for you to be the man that you are, you know, it's God that put you here right. through faith, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's why i'm a country boy so i'm, I'm a southern guy well, you know i grew what? up in the church i wish you would have been with me about three hours ago we were uh at greater atlanta christian school talking to 700 high school kids wow uh you know sharing the gospel uh sharing with them our sold out program and about how to be excellent and how to get involved in our in our curriculum and uh, character program, so it was just fabulous. You, mm. you, you, you're all about that. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I love about next our year, show, give, next year, give me a call. Yes, in I'll Miami, we'll go. We'll do it. We're planning. The Super Bowls it. in Miami. Yes, it is, baby. Year. You got to come for that. Oh God. So what we'll do is this. Uh, you know, I, what I love to do, and I've been doing it for many, many years. I've been coming to the Super Bowl for 26 years, and I've been doing this show specifically for 10 years. The thing that gives me the greatest joy, Ricardo, is seeing NFL players currently and guys that are out of the game doing exactly what you told me before the show. I'm transitioning. It's a new challenge. My mission in life is is giving as many guys like you the opportunity as possible to impact kids' lives because, man, we live in a country 
or sports is king. Mm -hmm. We live in a country where people spend more money on sports and entertainment mm -hmm. than any other thing. Mm -hmm. We live in a country where kids need role models. Mm -hmm. And see, it isn't about how many catches, right? right? It's about the person that somebody is. That's a mm -hmm. role model. Exactly. I want kids to see who you are because exactly. you set an example. And I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you what's really changing. What's really changing is social media. You yes. know, you see on TV and you see the parties and you see the cars and you see the girls and you see the guys in the clubs and the planes and stuff. But think about how many times on social media churches glorified. And actually, like every year, I would say that uh, the participation rate goes down yes. dramatically. And I think because it's becoming more of a like a logical, if it's not logical, then they don't believe it. So that, that eliminates faith. And so if they can't touch it, if they right. can't see it, they don't believe that. Right. Uh, Imagination's one, tough. Yeah, they don't believe that one person can split a whole ocean and walk right. through it. They don't believe that a person can have a baby and not have sex. So... Like, how do you teach? I'm saying from the six-year-olds, from the from the people that's having, you know, their mom is 18, 19, and you, I have no problem with the ages about what you're teaching right. them. But if you're at a young age and you're not even in church, so where exactly, you know, does that faith come once you become 21 and you're six today? Right. And that's the thing that's so cool about role models and about what we do as Sold Out is we want kids to know, it's number one, it's cool mm -hmm. to love God. Mm -hmm. It's cool to reach your potential. Right. It's cool to be great. Right. It's cool to be drug and alcohol absent. Right. You know, and you guys, I, you know, I, people tell me, but hey, athletes do things wrong and they fall and say, everybody does. Right. Nobody's all, perfect. No, I try to, all I try to do is, is to know the people that I deal with in my program mm -hmm. and say, no, they're not perfect, but... I want kids to know that positive role models are out there that they can say, you know, something Ricardo Lockett's doing. Hey, I like what he's doing. I want to implement that part in my mm -hmm. life, whether it's football or the yeah. way he lives his life. Mm -hmm. But they have when they don't have positive role models because yeah. they don't have it at home, a lot of them, right? where do they go? Exactly. The internet? The internet. To, and, and the internet's not going to teach them what exactly, they really. Exactly. It's just, it's just a new day and age at this point. It's a new day and age. So it's, it's tough. I, I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't know like how you outpower social media and uh, um, just the, um, what do you call it, uh, peer pressure of being cool or being teased. If, if you were a kid right now and you walked into a middle school and you're a seventh grade and you walk around with a Bible, you're a weird kid. Right. And I don't think that that's normal. That's, that's a kid that has strong right. faith. Like that should be the kid that, okay, I need to study with this person. I need to figure out like where this person is going because this person has a foundation that can't be broken. Even if this person fails this test, this person is going to rely on God. Yeah. Even if this person gets put out of this class, this person is going to rely on their faith. And they've been raised that way, so they're afraid, they're afraid that their parents are going to be upset because their parents have put that fear in them. Like, hey, like that's not what we do. That's not the way that we live our life. That's not how we treat people. If someone has less than us, we don't talk about them. So if you think about it, that Bible is almost um, an example of um, resilience. Uh, of um, un unbreakable structure uh, is um, uh, being a leader, not being a follower. But in this day and age, that that's a weird kid. Yeah, it is. So we can't change that, but I, I do what I can. I just try to affect everyone that I can when I come in contact with them and just kind of, you know, let, let them know that these rings 
are all, all given to me from God. For, uh, there's a lot of things that, that's happened to me in life that I could have died in a car accident. I could have died in my in, with my football injury. I could have done a lot of things growing up in high school that, I, I, that would uh, make me ineligible to go to college. So there's a lot of things that I overcame that right. I had to go the opposite way of where the crowd was going. I had to skip out on parts and I had to stay at home. When I stayed at home, I ended up going to Bible study with my mom. My granddad is a preacher. My entire family went to that same church. So I was there with uh, usher. I was an usher. I was in the youth ministry. I was on the youth, um, um, in the youth choir, so forth and so on. So a lot of people aren't raised like that today. And it's not typical. So, you know, I just feel sorry for them. And um, I, I don't. I don't know where they're going to have the faith in the next couple of years. Ricardo Lockett, wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Seattle Seahawks, is with us. Uh, of course, we want to thank Christian Healthcare Ministries for being out here with us at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Roman Gabriel with my man right here. And, um, you know, you said it. Um, one of the things that we have to do a better job of is if parents are not going to take responsibility for their kids, then I feel like it's our mission to at least provide programs and opportunities and role models and position them to be successful. I know when I grew up, I came from a broken family. Uh, my parents divorced when I was nine years old. My dad was 17 years in the NFL. Right. Was one of the greatest football players I've ever seen play the game. Right. Um, but my mom knew that I needed positive role models. Mm -hmm. So she put me in Bible study and in youth group where I had mm -hmm. youth pastors to help me. She put me with other guys' husbands uh, you know, that took us to ball games. Mm -hmm. She knew that we needed that kind of father figure and that person while my dad wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So you know, God really replaced that, like you said. He mm -hmm. always has the solution. Exactly. But as you said, we have to be intentional about making the opportunity. And they even took it out of church. They took it out of school. You, it's illegal. Like it's against the law to pray right. at school. If a teacher were to say, "Hey, everybody, bow your heads," she will be Can't she will be fired. Can't do it. That's religion. Uh -huh. Being a Christian, it's like I told these students today. It's having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ with a mm -hmm. person who knows you better than anybody in the world, who else. loves you better than anyone in the world, mm -hmm. who knows your faults to the to the key, and who has a wonderful plan for your life and wants to wants to make your life full and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And when kids come into a relationship and understand that, it changes your whole perspective. I think everyone's uh, relationship is different. You know, I have friends that pray and. You know, they start out, you know, Lord, I come to you as humbly as possible. And I have other friends that start out, hey, God, this is going to yeah. be a long one for me. Yeah. So, you know, there is no right it's a or wrong way. What I don't like is when people try to tell you how to be right. a Christian and tell right. you, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, because you don't know my heart. You, right. don't, know, you don't know how I feel. Maybe I grew up saying words like, um, um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I don't say I don't know. So it's like, you know, so you can't really judge a person by the well, words. It's, it's more on their heart. Exactly. And, yeah. and one of the most gratifying things about being at the Super Bowl, as long as I have, and covering you guys' the Super Bowls, I've covered all the Patriots Super Bowls, is watching players, young players, grow into strong Christian men, mm -hmm. watching young players like you mm -hmm. become mentors mm -hmm. and to, to – take the place of where you were mm -hmm. and say, I remember that person that mm -hmm. helped change my career mm -hmm. in terms of my personal life and my business life. Mm -hmm. uh, Herm Edwards, you remember with ESPN, played mm -hmm. with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. yep. I'll never forget the first time I met Herm out of college. The Eagles had gone to the Super Bowl against the Raiders. Uh, I did a football camp right out of college with them. And of course, I was a big Eagles fan. My dad played for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Herm comes up to me. The first thing he says is, is I just want to let you know that your father helped teach me how to be a professional football player. Help teach me how to handle the locker room, how to be a man, mm -hmm. how, how to represent 
uh, you know, in the community, responsibility as a player. Mm. I thank him for that every single day. Mm. I was with Rod Woodson the other day, and Rod Woodson told me, he said, Roman, I didn't have a clue my first two or three years. Someone told me, coach came to me, you got incredible talent. You could be a Hall of Famer. You got to change the way you work. And he said, that person changed me, and then I realized at year five that I had to help the rookies. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that experience in your life. Oh, man. Man, you mean helping the rookies? Yeah. Oh, just, man. Just being yeah, on the because, other side and being yeah. there and knowing what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, one of my friends that are here now that actually works for NFL Network, Mike Robb, I did an interview with yeah. him. And um, if you look it up. So he was saying, he was like, it was my second year, and I had just left the practice squad going into my second year. And he was like, Locke, like, so what do you look forward to next year? And I was like, I look forward to helping the guys, you know, helping this or that. He was like, man, how do you plan on helping somebody when you've only been in the league one year, you don't know much, <laughs> you haven't even really played? But I said, I know more than they know. And it's not about what I don't know, it's about what I do mm -hmm. know. And, and, I, and I learn from the mistakes that I made. So I can tell them what not to do from my mistakes, from my own personal experience, because they've never been through it. And I think that's what it's all about. If, if, if someone... I don't think you need a certain level of expertise to teach somebody something. You could have, you could have, uh, you could start four businesses and all four of them fail, and you can help me be one of the greatest businessmen ever. Because if I learn from all four of those things, and then other people will say, "Why are you talking to him? Why are you learn from him? He hasn't done anything successful, but he's been through it. He's tried. Right. You know, he's learned from his triumph." And that's kind of, kind of how I feel about it. I was excited about it, you know. I didn't think of myself as, you know, uh, a RG3 or Julio Jones or anybody like that, but I was a guy that had done something right. that they wanted to do that had never done. So I look forward and I, and I accepted that challenge. I could talk to this guy all day long. Ricardo Lockett, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champion, now uh, starting that new life in retirement. Mm -hmm. Ricardo, you're welcome to come back anytime. It's just so, so, so fun to talk with you. I'll see you in Miami. You know, and I wish I, I wish I could have made it to you, uh, made it with you guys to the school, man. I enjoy talking to the kids and using my platform. Because a lot of times, you know, they, they don't get the athlete to come in or the guy that looks like myself. And I'll come in and, you know, I'll come in with my rings and my watch and all this stuff. And he fits the profile of the guy on uh -huh. social media. But guess what? I am. And I believe in God. You got to follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricardo Locke. Show us the rings. Show us the rings right there, there baby. Bingo. I like that. I like I left, that. I left my, my dad has the other Seahawks oh, ring. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, two so. on a finger is going to get it done. <laughs> Ricardo, uh, great to have you. Pleasure. Um, we will see Pleasure. you soon. Uh, Pleasure, stay in man. touch. Pleasure. Ricardo Lockett, Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champion wide receiver, uh, right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.